Oh my gosh, I'm literally so nervous. Just spit it out right now. $160. Oh, welcome back. It's Morgan and Palmer. And here's another episode of Talks Between 20-somethings. Whoop, whoop. Whoop, whoop. Palmer's dancing on our video chat Man. right now. I wish you could feel that. Or feel I that in your spirit. I had about three sips of Diet Coke. That would be enough to carry me. She is a whole new woman. Um, how you doing, Palm? Why? No. Please pick a different <laughs> question. I'm going to ask you that every single podcast I just because I it. know it bothers you and I just think it's funny. I'm doing so great. Thank you for asking. How are you? <laughs> So wonderful. Um, we are going to jump right into Joy of the Week. Um, okay, so actually it's kind of funny. Both Palmer and I's Joy of the Week has to do with like comfy clothing. Yep. But for entirely different reasons. Because I wrote down pajama sets and painted nails. And mine isn't so much about either thing. Like I love a good pajama set and I love having my nails painted. But it's more about the comfort of like, you know, when, and I shouldn't even say pajama set. I'm really just sparing the boys. You know what? Boys listening, skip ahead 10 seconds. <sighs> when you wear a matching bra and underwear, you feel on top of the freaking world. Like I honestly don't you, even know if I own a matching set of bra and underwear. That actually gives me sadness. Like truly. But like when you're wearing a matching pajama set, like top and bottom match when your nails are done you just feel so put together and so like i'm on it today yeah you never feel like you have your life together more than when you have your nails painted and your pajamas match yes you just feel like okay my details are on it what is your joy of the week palmer my my joy of the week is none other than the best store on the planet besides possibly target which is (laughs) eerie I literally bought something from Aerie today. It's not even literally lying. the best. Um, I The reason it's my joy of the week is because I recently went to the mall, which is something I never do. I hate malls. Shocking. Um, and I went literally just for the Aerie. And I was just reminded, like, I, I'm not someone that likes clothes and I'm not someone that likes shopping. But every time I go into Aerie, I'm like, I love everything here. Everything is so <laughs> soft. It's like, I love the leggings. I only have one pair of Lululemon leggings now, and I still go for all my other airy leggings before I pick those. I just think wow, quality, impeccable, so soft. I'm very it's like, into that. The leggings, I would say, are the best, but I also have, like, pullover sweatshirts. Just really could not recommend airy anymore. It's and you're also an airy fan, so you get it. I am a huge airy fan i love airy but i think was i the one to get to get you hype on airy or did you know about it before i was trying to think about that i feel like i definitely contributed yes i think though that maybe one of my sisters introduced me to airy i will always contribute into people's unhealthy shopping habits i'm always like buy some clothes uh yeah literally today i was on instagram and this like personal trainer i follow had this like super cute set and usually when i see them i'm like oh cute it's probably a million dollars but i like accidentally clicked on the tags and it said airy and i said 
and I then they were on sale. It. it was 15 bucks. Heck yeah. Give me those Okay, leggings. I will say, I might not have bra and underwear sets, but I have a lot of the airy bra and leggings sets. So that counts there for you something. Go. It absolutely counts for something. When you put on that, like, matching sports bra and leggings and you're like, I could be a physical trainer. And then you sit on the couch and it's like supreme, supreme life. Oh, yeah. I may be scrolling <laughs> through TikTok, but I'm doing it in style. So You're doing it in style, and you could you could run, but you're not going to mm. because you look cute. Um, okay, so big sister advice of the week. Yes. Um, my big sister advice is probably my favorite one of all because my favorite chore on the planet is getting my oil changed, which is, like, a very weird thing to say. Wait, What? <laughs> You have to but explain you there, have to explain why. There is a reason, okay? Let me tell you, girls, guys, whoever is listening to this, it is 2021. If you are still going to Jiffy Lube or if you are going to anywhere where you are forced to get out of your vehicle while you get your oil changed, you are living your life wrong, okay? Probably my favorite company on the planet Earth, above <laughs> Aerie, above Target above, is above discount tire, above everything is Express Oil. If you have never been to an express oil, get ready for your life to be changed, okay? Because you don't even have to get out of your car, first of all. It's it's magic. You just pull straight in. The people are always great. Like, I I would love to just visit every location of express oil in the U.S. Maybe that Didn't should be go, my... You loved the Nashville location. They were like I your lo- friends. It was the Cool Springs one, but it was the best. They're always so nice, so polite. And also, if you've never been to a Jiffy Lube, it's just like... Or anything like that, like sleazy. They try to tell you that there's 8 million things wrong with your car. Half of them, I'm not even sure, are real things. And I would always go up to the counter and they would tell me my car was about to blow up. And I would be like, oh, fine, let me call my dad. And then my dad would have to talk to them and he'd be like, there's nothing wrong with your car. Get your oil changed and drive away. They have never done that at Express Oil. They will not try to trick you. They will not try to make up car parts to get you to pay them money. It is just the most seamless, honest, efficient experience of your life. And I think if I could get my oil changed every week, then I would. And that is my plug for Express Oil, my favorite place on earth. Here's my main question. Yes. How expensive is it? Oh, same price. What do you mean? Um, Actually, I have a funny story about that because they have... So they have a... um, a women's discount day. It's like Tuesday. If you're a woman, you get like... What? <laughs> yeah. It's ladies day at discount... I mean, not discount day. At Express Oil. But there was this one day. I was so excited because I was leaving work and I was going to get my oil changed. And I got freaking pulled over by the police because I was flying to Express Oil. That's how excited I was. Palmer. And probably this going is 100 miles an hour. literally so much... It's just nuts. so i pull up to express oil with like five minutes to spare before they close and i'm like chatting it up with this guy they're all hilarious they're like if you can tell us a knock-knock joke we'll knock off 10 bucks and so i just like google a knock-knock joke and then they're like another five bucks off for ladies day i'm like this is incredible it got down they only charged me 15 dollars to get my oil changed no joke i have to tell you a confession what so I've never been to an express oil. And I took my car to get an oil change. Oh no. How much did it, you pay? Oh my gosh. I'm literally so nervous. <laughs> Just spit it out right now. $160. <gasps> <gasps> 
thought you were going to say 100. No. <laughs> oh my gosh. Mm-hmm. They didn't even no. clean my car. No. And I no. had to sit in a, um, a room You got out of the wait. car? You had, had to get to. out of the car and they still charged yeah. you $160? Yeah, and it took like three hours. Oh, oh my gosh. <laughs> I would have demanded that they pay me $160 <laughs> if I had sat there for three hours. Absolutely not. I mean, literally. Not. Yep. See, this is even proving my point even more. Express oil is the best place on earth. I should also give them a time because guess how long it took me? 15 minutes. 15 minutes, $15. That should be their new jingle. <laughs> Why have you never been? I, uh, are you one of those people that's like oh my gosh if i don't get my car serviced at the dealership well, it's gonna crash let me explain i have a freaking mm. volkswagen it's the worst kind of car to take anywhere but a volkswagen dealership because um, they never have my oil, gas i'm sure or oil could do a volkswagen well then i will call them and ask because i'm never taking it there again because they gave me the receipt and i was expecting 30 bucks 160 i think before all the crazy discounts and them just being nice to me that day it's probably more like 50 bucks but still it's better than 160 it's i think your your big sister advice was actually probably the first legitimate big sister advice we've ever had (laughs) yeah you can save money and no one's going to tell you your car's in smithereens just to be mean palmer is our local dad (laughs) fair Every father okay. is going to listen and be like, I like that girl, Palmer. What is talking about? <laughs> I feel like dads do like me. Maybe it's because I love express oil. <laughs> Literally, for sure. They just get the vibe. <laughs> they look at you and they go, oh, that girl knows how to get her oil changed. <laughs> <laughs> Why am I weirdly, like, happy about that compliment? <laughs> That's so bad. That's so you. Okay, Boomer. Okay, so, uh, beat that. <laughs> okay can't beat that (laughs) but i do have a good tip for all my girlies out there as i eat my um witch witch sandwich that my boyfriend just bought me um that are trying to eat some more vegetables in their life (laughs) um i cannot recommend balsamic glaze enough have you ever had balsamic glaze i don't eat sauce oh i forgot you're the worst person to tell this to but it's like three dollars at a grocery store and it's just this thick like vinegar kind of um like it's 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 weird to explain because it's you think vinegar and like vinegar smells really strong and it's like vinegar can just be intense it's really not it's literally just like almost like the in the best way i can compare it to is like you know what when you eat a pizza yes if you eat a pizza without pizza sauce, it's just gross. Like, there's no point, right? Mm. Well, it's, but it's, but the sauce isn't overwhelming. Like, okay, when sauce yeah. tastes overwhelming, you're like, ooh, this was more about the sauce than the pizza. What balsamic glaze does to vegetables is you're like, oh, like, this actually tastes like something I want to eat instead of dirt. And so I've literally <laughs> been putting balsamic glaze on everything and i'll take the five extra calories it's amazing like it's so good so if you have trouble eating your vegetables this holiday season get yourself some balsamic glaze welcome to the new year everyone (laughs) 
Balsamic glaze and tired. No, not tire changes. What am I even saying anymore? What are you on, Palmer? <laughs> <laughs> that Diet Coke really hit me. <laughs> okay, so after that eventful big sister advice, <laughs> you're we are going to go. <laughs> yeah, you're welcome. We are going to go into our topic of this episode, which is journaling. Journaling. Which seems like such a weird podcast. Like, why would we have an episode on journaling, Palmer? When, um, it's kind of funny, this podcast is basically like a journal for Palmer and I, like, talking about our life and keeping a record of it. But we wanted to talk about journaling since, you know, we're in the new year, everybody is starting up their, like, New Year's resolutions, um, that kind of stuff, that journaling might be something you consider as, um, a different thing to take up. We're both going to talk about like how journaling has looked in our lives throughout the years. What's the point of journaling? All the different kind of questions that come along with it. And then what to do when you like literally don't even know how to start journaling. Um, So hopefully this is helpful if you're interested in that. Um, We'll start with how has journaling looked in our lives throughout the years? And Mm -hmm. Palmer, when we were writing this outline, we all had to laugh at how different Palmer and I's answers are. I was about to say, you're going to get two very different perspectives, which I think will be good because <laughs> it's always good. That's why we did those this. things that like you had to find the thing that works for you. I feel absolutely. Like. Um, so Palmer, you want to start? Sure. Um, journaling for me was very just touch and go. Like there would be these moments where I'd be like, you know what? It sounds good. Like having a journal. And then I would like get a, a notebook from like TJ Maxx or something and I'd be like okay well this it needs to look pretty because like a journal, why yeah why did you think it had to look pretty like what made you feel that way I think just because like maybe it was because Caroline my younger sister she journaled all the time and hers were always super pretty it would have like scrapbook paper and like these beautiful little drawings. I think Caroline is my sister, not yours. <laughs> Possibly. Um, and so I always just felt like, I think I always also felt like, you know, I wanted to be able to look back and be like, oh, like, this is pretty. Kind of like a scrapbook. Like, you're, it's always prettier to look back at a scrapbook that has, like, you know, fun paper and not just one of those photo albums with the clear sleeves in it. <laughs> That's a good comparison. And so I kind of, like... Want it to be a keepsake, so I want to be cute and fun, but that's just not me, like, at all. I don't care about art, and I don't care about feelings, and so that was, like, a double whammy when it came to journaling, because I would sit down, and I would be like, okay, well, what the heck am I supposed to write? Like, dear, dear diary, diary to Disney World could be so much more efficient if... <laughs> <laughs> I know, I'm like, what am I supposed to write? Like, today I was sad, like... What what do you write about in a journal? And so I was trying to. Like, that is journal. what my journal entries look like, Palmer. Oh, I am so Don't sorry. diss. <laughs> <laughs> I was trying to journal what I thought like a diary would look like, and I was like, "Well, that doesn't freaking like." That's just not me, and so it wasn't sustainable. I would do it for like five days, and I would be like, "Oh heck no! Like I'm not doing that anymore." And it wasn't until I kind of like figured out a new way to journal um, that I actually was able to keep up with it because now my journal is not in any way a keepsake or like a place where I put memories. It's literally just a way for me to process things that are happening in my life Um, because like I'm a super internal processor 
And so writing things kind of like forces me to get out of my system, even if I don't want to talk about it. And so um, for me, I journal every single day now, but it's more like when I go every single night to pray, it's like I'll sit down to open this journal and I write at the top like, um, you know, what is it? Um, request, why can I not think of that word? Request <laughs> at the top, and then I'll put, like, thankful at the bottom. And I'll literally mm. think about, okay, today, like, from the moment that I woke up until right now, like, what happened today? What was and in your sometimes brain? it, yeah, and sometimes it's like, it does become, like, a little bit of a way to document, like, what happened that day, even though it's by accident. Because it might be like, you know what, today, was really hard at work and like I had this situation with this coworker, and you know like I just pray that you know I have peace about that situation or whatever it is but a lot of times I'm not even writing like what I am praying for it's just like okay I need to remember as I'm praying to talk about these different things and then the these things, bottom yeah. yeah about the bottom it might be like I heard this new song on the radio and it made me think (laughs) about things in a different way and like I'm Mm. thankful for that or I got finished with this good book like it's not always like oh you know I got a job promotion or like some huge thing um but it also forces me to sit there and think about the other people in my life because I'm like okay well you know I look back I don't know, a year ago. And I'm like, oh, I was praying for this person and I forgot that they were going through that. And now, like, they're on the other side of it. It's such a great story for me to remember. And I probably wouldn't have if I didn't write it down. And so, in a way, it does kind of document my life, but that's not really why I journal, if that makes sense. It's not its purpose. No. Which I think you would say is probably a lot different for you, the reason that you journal. Oh, yeah. Okay, so... I have a horrible story, and I before I say this, I don't want anyone to think I'm making fun of this situation or comparing my life to this situation. What? Let's lay it on the line. Oh, I can't wait. I remember very distinctly being in the fourth grade and having a conversation about World War II. And when oh, you talk no. about World War II, we talk about Anne Frank. And I remember thinking, oh, my gosh, like, how incredible is this story? Like, it's one of the most incredible stories, in my opinion, in human history. Like, it is absolutely fascinating to me and such a, like, beautiful testament to just history and human life that one of the most personal, like, voices we have about the experience of being Mm -hmm. a Jew in the Holocaust is from this little girl in her diary. I remember thinking that was so cool (laughs) <laughs> and I went, I have to start a journal. That's I was what like, made I you start the diary <laughs> yeah. of Anne Frank. Yeah, I was like, oh my gosh. Like, like a part of me like was brokenhearted for her and was like, okay, but like, what if she lived to be this 80 year old woman and she had this like, she literally could read how she felt when she was like yeah. 12 years old, 13 years old. Like, that is so cool to me. And I think like, skip the part about you know holocaust and you know that kind of thing but yeah i just thought that was like the coolest thing ever and so like profound that Mm -hmm. i was like i have to do this like for future morgan like 
and future Morgan's children. And my um, and possibly the world in all fourth grade <laughs> history classes. Honestly, for the rest of if I'm being real, it was like, okay, but what if oh, I die? Oh my gosh. <laughs> we live for the dramatics. Her legacy lives. My on. legacy of the journal. Um, no, I'm not. Um, no. Uh, <laughs> just no. Um, that's why I was like, this is not a joke. Anne Frank is incredible, and I'm not making fun of the Holocaust. Let's be clear. Um, but I just always thought this, like, the process of journaling and journals in general were just like the most beautiful thing. And like, such a cool. I love, as much as I love, like, art and then the expression of art I also am a huge writer I love to write mm-hmm. so like and I Thank love you. story and so like for me just absolutely being a romantic and like romanticizing my life is something I do all the time to unhealthy levels so like romanticizing my life in the sense of journaling it's like actually just like therapeutic for me in a lot of different ways but um my parents also have a ton of stuff in our like our basement at our home um, from like when they were in college, like not journals, my, neither of my parents kept a journal, but like scrapbooks and like fraternity books full of pictures and little like excerpts about like funny things they did or people's names. And I kind of like why we started this podcast. Like I remember thinking to myself like, oh, I want my kids to like actually have the gaps that like these photos leave like filled in. Like I want my yeah. kids to like know how I felt my first day of college like to know how I felt when I had my first major heartbreak all those different things so like the story behind all those pictures yeah or just like be able to like relate to their mom when she was their age so my summer before my freshman year of college I started a journal and I it was the first journal I've ever completed I actually think to this day is the only journal I've completed front to back Um, The rest of them, for whatever reason, I haven't completed all the way through. But it was, it truly to this day, it was one of the most, like, satisfying, like, proud moments of my life was completing this journal. And um, I will post a picture of it on TBTS uh, podcast because it was literally bursting at the seams with all these pictures and all this color and, like, all just these, like, thoughts and feelings that, like, now reading back as a you know, almost 25 year old. I'm like, oh my gosh. Like I thought I was in love so many different times. Wasn't at all. <laughs> I thought that this was going to be the end of the world or this was going to impact me for the rest of my life. No, even things that are sad, like where I was like, I thought this person would like be in my life for the rest of my life. And, th- and they're not. And like mm-hmm. also just seeing the Lord's promises, like answered or like things that just went a completely different way. And I didn't know it. Like, Getting to have that was so, like, cool for me. And after doing that journal for the first time, it, like, changed the way that I look at look at that part of life. So ever since then, I've pretty much had a journal every single year. And then for, like, specific parts of my life, um, I, like, buy a completely, like, separate journal. So, like, for example, like, I have my journal that's, like, my day-to-day journal. And then I have my journal that's, like every birthday I write like a different thing about that year of life or like like just random little sections of things but I've always loved it I've always loved journaling I think I'll journal until I'm a million years old um I remember it was cool like we didn't really meet until we were what 20 20 yeah 
And I remember you brought your journal to Disney. And I was like, what the heck is that raggedy old thing on the coffee table? Literally. And you were like, oh, like, you can read it. Like, it won't bother yeah. me. And I read it. And it was so cool. I felt like I, like, got to see all the gaps of the things that happened before I ever met you. Totally. And it's cool, too. Like, I have such – I also just, like, my personality type. Like, I love keeping – little sentimental things like I'm a very sentimental person so like I have all of my four keys cards from Disney like taped into my journals or Mm -hmm. like um like little like I remember one time we went out to eat like my college roommates and I and there was like a coaster on a table and it was like a night that was like very just like a fun night nothing that you would look back and not remember that night like in 10 years in five years maybe you'd like skip over it but I saved that coaster and like taped it in my journal and now I like will always remember sitting with my roommates and having like a great dinner conversation. So I love journaling. I think it's the best. But again, Palmer and I do it for very different ways. And I also think it's funny because in therapy this past year, I'm an external processor. My boyfriend, Michael, is an internal processor. And our therapist said the number one way to process as an internal process- processor in the healthiest way is to journal. So really? I think it's cool that you do that. Yeah. That makes a lot of sense. You're allowing yourself to, like, give validity and time to internally process. Because sometimes internal processors will push it. Like, Mm -hmm. you know, they don't need to do it right now because no one's waiting on them to do it. Or, like, they can do it at inconvenient times. But when you're forcing yourself to sit and do an act of processing, it's helpful. So, Mm -hmm. commend you on that. Um, Thank you. We kind of touched on this as we kind of told our stories of, like, um, what it looked like in our lives, but what's the point of journaling? What would you- what is the point? Um, well, I think there's a couple points for me. The first is being in the routine of journaling forces me to slow down a little bit because I definitely have a tendency to just like fill my day from start to finish. Or even if I don't fill my day, like do something like read a book whatever it is and not ever take time to sit back and be like okay I need to just like reflect on what happened today how I'm feeling like all these things that I would normally just ignore and it kind of forces me to do that and get it on paper think through everything um but I mean I wouldn't necessarily call my journal a keepsake but it definitely is like I would say more of a record Like, it's good for me to be able to go back and be like, I like that word, record. record. Yeah, Yeah. I can go back and, you know, it's not going to be pretty. It's not going to sound good. It's not going to be like, oh, you know, these poetic prompts. But it's going to be like, oh, oh my gosh, (laughs) like, in June, like, I thought that that was the end of the world. And, like, now I look back and, like, it was nothing. And, like, it ended up working itself out, you know? And so it's just a good reminder. And I do go back and read that stuff like quite frequently, especially when I need a reminder of like, you know, there was so many things that even right now I'm kind of in this place of like, I don't really see what the end result's going to be with like my move and everything. And I can go back and read like, okay, well, there's like moments that were happening you know, last year or the beginning of this year, whenever it was, where I felt the same exact way. And I was like, man, I really don't see the end in sight. And I don't see why I'm here right now. And then Mm -hmm. as time went on, I did see. And 
I think it's just a good reminder to go back and remember, like, I don't think if I'd written that down that I would have even ever taken a minute to be like, oh, I'm going to acknowledge these things that happened in the past and remember how they, like, came to fruition instead of just glossing over everything and, like, keep on moving, keep on moving, keep on moving, like, just ignore all those things. So, that was a really long-winded way to say that it's it's helpful for me to slow down and it's also helpful for me to process. Um, Heck yeah. What would you say the point of your journal is? I mean, definitely what you said, like, just even just, like, for a record, like, like, I love that word that you use, like, what the Lord has done, what um, different things that I've done to grow, like, mm-hmm. even just the way I felt, because, again, like, I feel very big emotions, so, like, when I'm feeling something super deeply and then can look back and be like, okay, that was not the end of the world. And like, I'm okay. And so if I go through something like this again, I can easily, more easily remind myself, like, things are going to be okay. It's going to yeah. be good. Um, our next thing was just like, what is the biggest lesson that you have learned from journaling? Oh, man. Um, I mean, I hit on this a little bit before. I think the biggest lesson I've learned is that it's super important to prioritize like having some time carved out specifically to like reflect and just have peace and quiet. Um, I think there's a lot of things too. Like I am very anti emotion and anti feeling (laughs) and it would be super easy for me to just like, Oh, that's a negative emotion. Let me shove it to the bottom of oblivion and never think about it again. Um, instead of like, you know, maybe in the moment I think about something happier or whatever I need to do. But at the end of that night, recognizing like, okay, like I did go through this thing today and it was hard and maybe it wasn't even like a thing that happened in the world around me. It could have just been like, you know what? Like I was feeling really down today about this and I write it down. And to me, that's like acknowledging it because it would be really easy and I do it all the time past. to just skip past it. Yep, um, absolutely. So I think that that is a big lesson for me is like putting it on paper is really, um, it's really helpful in just a way that I kind of force myself to not uh, shove away the bad. Totally. I think for me, kind of like I said in the beginning, like journals to me just is a constant reminder of like the Lord's faithfulness and also just like such a way to practice gratitude in my life and like beauty in my life like Mm -hmm. just that you know life is a really beautiful thing stories are really beautiful and and like it is it is a good thing to like want to sit in those those feelings and um dig them out because i don't know it just makes you more human and like Mm -hmm. acknowledge that we're all going through stuff for sure okay so now that we've motivated you to start your own journal you might be sitting there like, I have absolutely no idea how to start. Yeah. I think you and I have both been there. Like, Oh, my goodness, yes. I was Googling stuff, Pinteresting stuff. <laughs> There's days even, too, where I, like, I journal probably once a day, and I sit down, and my journal isn't even as, like, kind of to a, like, schedule like yours is. Like, it's really just, like, whatever I'm feeling in that moment. And sometimes I'm just, like, I don't know what I'm supposed to journal about. Uh-huh. So Palmer and I came up with a list. Um, I think there's three each, so six in total, of different things that you can journal about to get yourself started or 
if you are a routine journaler, um, maybe this will help refresh in your love. So I think you're kicking us off. Okay. Well, my first one, I love a list. Love a list. And um, I really love, have you ever seen the like TikTok accounts of people that have bullet journals? Oh, yeah. I've I had a bullet journal many a time. So cool. But I kind of feel like I fall in the middle. Like a bullet journal is a little bit too structured for me. A diary is a little too feelings for me. I think I fall a little bit in the middle. And the way I kind of like find that middle ground is I love a list, but it's like a wordy list. And so um, one that I do every birthday. So I find it interesting that you said that you have a journal just for your birthdays. Mm -hmm. um is like 10 lessons I learned that year so it'd be like 10 lessons Mm. I learned at 23 or 20 or whatever year it is and sometimes they're like funny like I remember one from I guess I was 23 was like go to the chiropractor but then there was also some that are like very sentimental or like legitimate things that I learned about myself that year so I think any kind of list like that is always going to be fun but also a way to be a little bit introspective and I like doing it on my birthday or you could do it like by year like every new year you could do one or even a month like a start of a month is always a great time to reflect on the last month of what you did so super into that all right so a way if you are a brand new journaler and you're like I don't even know what journal to buy like I personally have loved, um, I've never owned one, let me be clear. There are those like five minute journals. Oh, yeah. And you do five minutes at the beginning of your day, five minutes at the end of your day. And they ask you questions like, they're all very like uh, reflective, but it's a lot of like gratitude, not only for other people, but for yourself. So like it makes you say like, oh, what's something I want to get done today? And then at the end of the day, if you, there's like, instead of being like, what's something you didn't get done today? (laughs) It's like, in what ways can I be like proactive for myself tomorrow more? Like tomorrow, like what's something I want to try again? Like, it's just a really good way to like practice gratitude. But also the one I brought up is the five minute journal. There are tons of journals on the internet that have like prompts like that, just like little random um, check-ins kind of thing. Um, I know you can buy them for like different phases of life you're in, different like um, like college or post-grad, if you're engaged, if you're dating, like if you're single, anything like that. So I would look for some journals if you haven't already bought one that have like some prompts already built into them or you can look up like five-minute journal prompt and it will give you a pretty good one from Google. Nice. Your turn. Um, my next one, another list. Shocker. Um, <laughs> this one's not as serious, but um, the kind of things that I like to look back on, like, I love to look back on memories. I feel like I do that mostly through pictures, though, like, mm. pictures and videos. But what I, like, don't ever think to take a picture of, which, why would you, is the things that I'm, like, reading or watching or listening to. Mm. And so, I think it was in might have been like 2019 I kept a list in my journal of every book I read for the whole year every podcast I listened to 
And I think it was like every movie I watched or something. Holy cow. Yeah, but now I go back and I read it and I'm like, oh my gosh, I completely forgot about that podcast. Like there was one that I had forgotten about and I read that journal the other day and I just listened to it again today. I forgot how much I loved it. Um, But it's the same kind of thing of like when you see like a book in a bookstore you read as a kid and you're like, oh my gosh, I completely forgot about that book, but I loved it. And it like kind of jogs your memory. And so that's the kind of stuff I like to keep list of just to like keep track of what kind of things I was interested in and like what kind of things I was doing. Um, That's amazing. So that's one of my recommendations. Super into that one. Um, This, this might be one for more of like my artsy girlies, but also if you're not someone who is super interested in making your journal like an artistic expression. One of the ways I love to refresh myself with journaling is to go to a Walgreens or a Kroger and buy any kind of magazine I can find. Um, My favorite are like Time Magazine has been doing this thing lately where they do an entire magazine on one subject. Mm -hmm. So like I've gotten super lucky and found ones about like Disney World or like one of them was the art of joy. So it was like all this different stuff about joy. And within that, I will read that, that magazine and cut out different things in the magazine that I I either found interesting or, um, I wanted to like write my own experience about that kind of thing. And then you have a whole new range of topics to write from. Um, magazines for like a more artistic expression too. You can make all sorts of collages, Um, Find different imagery that, like, represents maybe the situation that you were journaling about that day. Um, Anything like that. So, love a good magazine in the journal. I have a question out of that one. Oh, go for it. So, my journal, it's, like, literally all words. Like, you open up, it's just, like, a notebook full of words. Do your journals, like, I remember you said you put, like, keepsakes in there. But is it also a form of, like, your artistic expression? Like, do you like to design the stuff in there? Great question. Absolutely. Like some pages will literally just be words because they have a lot to say, Uh but some pages are just like full on collages or paint or like different kind of artistic expressions of my own because that is a way that I like communicate how I feel or my like view on certain things. Oh, so some of the pages don't have your words on them at all. Oh, no. It's just art. Like, interesting. different collages of things. Like, sometimes I'll do mood boards and, like, get a magazine that, like, has pictures that, like, kind of make sense to what I'm going through. Or, like, when I moved into this apartment, I had this whole page about my feelings about moving into this apartment and not wanting to live alone. And then the next page was, like, a whole, like, mod podge of pictures I got from, like, a home living magazine of, like, what I wanted my apartment to look like. So, it kind of is, like... Because I'm a very visual processor, so it can kind of look a whole bunch of different ways to whoever it is and however you process. I love that. Yeah. What is your last one? My last one was inspired by one of our podcast episodes, actually. It was the one about our 20s. Heck yeah. And at some point in that podcast, we wrote letters to ourselves at 30 and read them. And I thought that was really cool. And it also reminded me that um, when I did used to do, like, more of the prompts stuff, one of the ones I liked to do was to write letters to myself at each, like, phase of my life. And so, you know, I had a letter to myself when I was in elementary school, middle school, high school, like, college, 
Disney. Like, every major phase of my life, I would go back and write, like, all the things I wish that I could tell that version of myself and, like, all the things that I was so excited for them to experience in the next phase. Mm. And so I think it'd be cool, too, to keep writing, like, even past 30 into the future. Like, I want to write a letter to myself when I'm, like, 80. Totally. I think that's amazing. And I think that's, like, a big reason why I journal. So I'm super into that, especially for someone who's, like, pretty intimidated by journaling long-term or, like, journaling every day. Like, that's probably a great way to get started or at least to have something to look back on. Yeah. It's a little less intimidating. Okay, so (laughs) this one, I actually don't know if you remember this, but I kind of inadvertently got it from you. Okay, Um, I was going to say, I've done this before. Yes. So one time when Palmer was on a journaling kick, she told me that she watched this girl on TikTok who talked about how you, when you're journaling, you should give the people in your your story, quote unquote, uh-huh. your journal, character profiles. So like you want to remember how like your dad made you feel when you were 20 or like how your sister like always makes you laugh or like a friend that maybe when you're older, like you lose touch with and you want to remember that person. So a really fun one that I've tried to start doing is do like character profiles where I write a little blurb about whoever like is in my life for that season and just like tell some characteristics about them, how they looked, what they like made me feel, like my relationship with them. And it's just like a cute little way to like remember some of the special people in your life because you never know like how long you have with someone or like what that person would mean to you in a very specific part of your life. Um, And it's just a good way to, like, reflect, show some gratitude to the people um, that you love, and just, yeah, I just thought it was cute. And you are literally the person that um, made me do that. So there you go. We have more similarities. It's funny because it is similarity, but mine was very different in the way that What was yours? Mine was all in the third person, and it was not, like – Oh, they made me feel this way. It was basically like I was an author and this was the opening chapter to a book and I was like explaining the nuances of the main character. That's super cool. See, like mine, (laughs) I would have like literally so many different people, like an embarrassing one as I have like my high school boyfriend. I did like a profile on him and when I was like 20 something, I wrote it. So way past being together and just writing about like this is this person to me right now and like how I feel about this person and then like in contrast to like all the different people in my life but like your mind was like about emotion and the things that made me think about that person and the the like feelings I would get when I would be around that person so it was very much about like me so even thinking about it in the retrospect of like writing it like you're somebody looking in is so cool to me I think that's so fun um, we are going to head into scripture and, um, this verse made me think about journaling when I read it, but also just made me think about like what journaling should encourage, like joy, reflection, and gratitude. Um, so it's from first Thessalonians five sixteen through 18 and it goes, rejoice always, pray without ceasing, give thanks in all circumstances for this is the will of God in Jesus Christ in you. We hope that this encourages you to maybe start 
um, a new habit of journaling in this new year. If you do start journaling, um, you should absolutely let us know on our social media platforms. Um, we're on Instagram at TBTS podcast. Shoot us a message. Um, I think Palmer and I this week should um, <laughs> like capture an image of both of our journals and yes. put them side by side so you can kind of see like the extremities between the two. But if you end up trying out one of these prompts, please let us know. We would love that. Um, keep listening. Come, Keep coming back. We love um, getting to do this on Thursdays with you. And we're like so grateful to have this as our own kind of journal in this new year. So Aww. with that, see you soon. Bye.